Hi everyone and thank you uh, for attending again this uh, new webinar series on COVID-19 vaccination in Southeast Asia. Today we will discuss vaccination and employment law uh, in Laos. My name is Marion Karl and I am the Regional Legal Advisor and Head of DFDL's Employment Practice Group. For those who are not familiar with DFDL, we are a law firm based in Southeast Asia and we specialize in emerging markets. We are present in nine countries and employ over 150 advisors and more than 300 staff. We have a team dedicated to labor and employment uh, across our various offices to ensure that our clients receive constant, seamless and appropriate legal assistance when employment labor issues arise. So joining us today on the program is Tendere Benzai Denut, who is a senior legal, legal advisor at DFDL Laos. Welcome to the program, Sandre. How are you? How are you doing today? Thanks, Miriam. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, I'm very well, thank you. I'm uh, glad to be here. So, um, Sandre, before we start, uh, you know, discussing the core uh, of our our program, uh, could you perhaps give us a, a little bit of update on, you know, how is the situation in in Laos right now? Uh, you know. I understand there is a lockdown. Uh, did the vaccination campaign started in Laos yet or not? Um, Marion, yes. So we currently uh, in a quite strict strict lockdown, um, which has recently been extended until the twentieth uh, of May. Um, it's quite a considerable outbreak in the capital of Vientiane, breaking seven hundred confirmed cases. So relative to the size of the capital and the, and the past confirmed cases from 2020, um, the current outbreak could be seen as quite significant. Um, from a vaccination um, campaign perspective, the government has launched uh, a campaign in February this year. Um, it was initially limited to frontline and at-risk workers, um, but it's since been widened to the general public. Um, the number of doses given to date aligns with the government's initial target of 22% vaccination by the end of 2021, um, which, which target was yesterday um, increased by the government task force to 50% by year end. Um, the vaccinations have primarily been sourced through, through bilateral donations, um, with some being obtained as part of the COVAX program. Um, as uh, we're aware of some of the larger employers in Laos having arranged or facilitated for, for, for on-site workforce vaccinations. Thank you. Thank you. So it's progressing. It's encouraging. I hope it will uh, help the current lockdown and then the current situation soon. Um, so a question that uh, we actually get a lot, and I'm sure you you, you got it uh, from your, your clients in Laos, is uh, now that you know the vaccination campaign started, can an employer require its employees to be vaccinated? Um, Marion, as far as we're aware, no guidance has been released or published from the government, specifically uh, on the rights of an employer and employees related to vaccinations. Um, Lacking uh, specific guidelines or instructions, we are limited to the prevailing laws, uh, most notably the, the labor law, the law on healthcare, and um, the law on vaccinations. Um, under these laws, an employer does not have, a, have the right to unilaterally um, require its employees to be vaccinated. Um, a possible exception could be if the, this unilateral right um, was already provided uh, for in the employment agreement or the internal regulations 
um, of the of the employer, which which regulations have been approved by the Labour Management Authority. Um, interestingly, the the law on vaccinations appear to empower the government to mandate vaccinations um, where there is a spread of any disease which has a risk of wide infection. Um, but but this right has of course not yet been triggered. Mm. But it's interesting what you say in terms of, you know, whether there are any provisions on the employment contract, because uh, this is something that we will probably see in the future. And this is something that we might, you know, uh, uh, keep in mind where, when we are advising our clients and, and drafting their, their template employment contract. Thank you very much. Um, so another question uh, that is interesting is, uh, you know, for workplaces where there exist, you know, trade unions or other form of collective uh, representation. Uh, is an employer obliged to consult with them prior to implementing employee vaccination? So, again, I understand this question is a little bit ahead of time because now, you know, the vaccination is uh, organized at the governmental level. But if things would have to evolve in, in the future, is that something that we should consider? Um, yes, again, sorry, uh, Miriam, uh, the same principle would apply. So again, no regulatory guidance as yet. Um, but so unless an employee vaccination program is already agreed or contained in the employer's internal regulations, um, the imposition of a, of a workplace wide vaccination program uh, represents a, a change to the employment terms and conditions uh, and has to be agreed by each employee as required under the labor law, uh, the civil code, as well as specific COVID related regulations issued by the Ministry of Labor and Social Welfare um, in 2020. So the answer is no. Right now, there is no obligation to consult any trade union or other form of collective representation, right? That's correct. Yes. Unless it's provided in the internal labor rules, but it's quite unlikely that uh, uh, they do so. So, okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so, and actually, moving on to another, uh, you know, array of, of law which is uh, related to, you know, this COVID nineteen vaccination uh, campaign and everything is um, its implication in terms of uh, data protection law. So, I don't know if Laos has any data, you know, has any dedicated data protection law, but uh, if it's okay. If this is the case, uh, is the information concerning an employee's vaccination considered as health information or sensitive data? Is this concept exist under the law? Uh, yes, um, we allow, do have, allows, do have the, uh, the law on, on protection of electronic data, um, which, uh, um, and, and it relates to information relating to an employee's vaccination, um, which would fall under the category of, of health data and it's protected under this law. Uh, regrettably, the law appears to contain a, a contradiction. Um, the law itself contains a blanket prohibition on the collection, use and disclosure of, of health records or data. Whereas in contrast, the underlying guidelines published under this law uh, include health records in the definition of specific data. Uh, and specific data can be collected, processed, uh, and disclosed by employers uh, if consent is obtained from the data owner um, being the employee. Um, so arguably, under the more specific and recent guidelines, an employer can collect and process an employee's health records or data um, if they receive permission to do so from the employee. 
Um, but given the contradiction, uh, we are in the process of seeking confirmation from the authorities on which provision would prevail. Mm. And have we been able to obtain this confirmation or it's still, uh, it's still uncertain? Um, it would be in the form of a verbal confirmation from the relevant ministry and at this stage, because the government offices uh, are closed, it, it would, might likely only happen after lockdown. Okay, so uh, I presume our recommendation will be in this case uh, to prevent any, as you say, um, um, issue in, in the law. Um, so it will be, uh, I presume, to, to obtain the, the employee's consent before collecting and processing any personal data, I presume. That's right, uh, Miriam. If, if, if with, with written consent from the employee, uh, a lot of the risk would be mitigated. Mm -hmm. And consent should be given in writing, I presume. For sure. <laughs> consent sure. is always uh, more difficult to, to prove. So, okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so, moving on to another uh, question that raises a lot of interest uh, is uh, the possibility for employers to terminate employees who refuse to be vaccinated. So, again, we might be a little bit ahead of time, but uh, this is definitely a question I think that will need to be considering in the future. Um, yes, as to the question of whether, so an employer would always be entitled to terminate an employee, um, but if the termination ground is as a result of an employee's refusal to get vaccinated, um, the employee will have a strong argument that the termination is for sufficient, uh, for no sufficient reason and unjustified, and it will then trigger uh, severance calculated at a higher threshold of 15% of the last salary uh, multiplied by the number of months worked by the employee. Um, of course, a counter argument could be if the employer has a set vaccination program in its internal regulations and the internal regulations has been approved by the Labor Management Authority. In this case, the employee will, will contractually be compelled to accept the vaccination. If not, um, it will be a breach of contract and justified termination with no severance being payable. Um, the, the employer could also put forward the argument that it is merely complying with its statutory obligation to ensure um, a safe and healthy work environment. Um, uh, but given the lack of, of government guidance and any, any judicial precedent, it's difficult to confirm what position or interpretation the, the regulator, regulator or the people's court would take in the event of mm. a dispute. This is also one of the points that we're trying to engage with authorities, um, um, given yeah. that it's such a novel, novel issue. Yeah, because this was actually my subsidiary question. What is the likelihood, you know, that the law of authorities accept, you know, such a provision, such a requirement in the internal labor rules? Because uh, what I, I know a little bit the process for registering the internal labor rules in, in Laos, it can take a lot of time and they are in general quite, you know, uh, thorough uh, on how they review the, 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 the provisions and everything. So, yeah, um, I presume yeah, yes, they they do, do, they do tend to scrutinize the internal regulations when it's submitted for approval. Um, so so you, you do have the, the added benefit of if it, if it is approved, then in principle, the Labor Management, the management Authority would have agreed to any, for example, vaccination, uh, pro, uh, vaccination program of the employer. Mm -hmm. um, but again, lacking judicial precedent, it's very hard for us to assess um, what the outcome would be if ever there was a dispute and it went to for court proceedings. Mm -hmm. 
And another question that comes to my mind, and I don't know, maybe you can clarify, is there any threshold to, uh, you know, be obliged to have internal labor rules or is it I mean, mandatory for all companies? It's a mandatory uh, mandatory obligation for, for all employers in Laos. Uh, and, ah, these okay. internal and these internal regulations uh, need to be um, accepted by a majority of the of the workforce, or or, um, or accepted by uh, sorry a majority of the workforce or the workers' representatives need to accept it, and then in addition it needs to be approved by the Labour Management Authority. And in the event in, in the case of of INGOs, the inter internal regulations need to be approved with with uh, the Minister of Foreign Affairs. I see. So even if you only employ two employees, you still have you still need to have internal labor rules, right? That's right. Yes, ma'am. Wow. Okay. It's really stringent for the companies. I didn't know that. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, so now I think we can move on to the last question, um, and and this is: Can an employer require employees who cannot or will not agree to vaccination to coming? Uh, to refrain, sorry, to coming from coming to the workplace, and this is a very interesting question because, uh, on, on one hand, I understand that the vaccination should be, uh, you know, uh, should be free and and based on, on, you know, on each individual concern. But on the other hand, uh, I imagine that the employer still has the obligation to ensure a healthy and and, and safe, uh, you know, workplace. So how can we, how can the employer deal with these two uh, obligations? Um, Marian, so in principle, yes, you can you can uh, you can um, uh, force the employee to to not come to work, but the employer then runs the risk um, of the action being seen as a form of discrimination against uh, unvaccinated employees. The labour law is quite clear; uh, it clearly prohibits uh, employers from directly or indirectly discriminating against employees. Uh, but as as you mentioned, uh, um, employers also have the general obligation under the labour law to ensure a healthy and safe workplace and um, to adopt appropriate measures to ensure the health and safety of its employees. Likewise, under the labor law, employees have the dual obligation to adhere to these uh, measures um, to ensure a health and safe work environment. Uh, and in fact, these, these obligations are, are also repeated in the law on vaccinations where all citizens have the obligation to take care of their health, uh, the health of their families and communities, and to cooperate and participate in any administering of vaccines. Um, an employer's decision to require its employees to be vaccinated during an ongoing pandemic um, arguably would, would be regarded as an appropriate measure mm. to ensure workplace health and safety. Um, uh, an employer, an employer would, would need to, to weigh the discrimination element against its general obligations under the labor law and the law on vaccinations um, to ensure a healthy and safe workplace. Mm. No, but yeah, and I'm sure indeed the authorities and the court will be probably more flexible in these unprecedented times uh, in general. So yeah, this is something that we uh, we can also take into consideration. Um, so thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Standre. So let me now have a look at the audience questions. And there is one that I think uh, may be interesting. So yeah, so are there any measures or steps an employer can take or implement to mitigate the risk of a dispute arising if it proceeds to force vaccination or implement a vaccination program? Um, 
So, Marion, I think any measures or steps will depend on the, the individual circumstances of each employer, um, as well as its resources and, and what it has in place in its internal regulations and employment contracts. Um, I think the, insurer should, the employer should ensure that it's in a position to, in the event of a dispute, explain to the Labor Management Authority or the People's Court why unvaccinated employees would pose a direct threat to its business, uh, other employees and clients or customers, um, uh, the nature or severity of the potential harm and the likelihood of this potential harm being triggered. Um, um, you would need to justify the restriction on the employee's right um, being the right to choose not to get vaccinated and the clear discrimination um, and consider, consider all alternative options. Um, does the, the discrimination cause undue hardship to a particular employee's belief or health? Um, can the employee be offered an alternative workplace within the employer's business? Uh, or would the, the provision of protective clothing under the protocols recommended by the WHO uh, work and mitigate uh, the risk of infection? Uh, I think all of these questions and options need to be considered uh, for each individual employee's uh, employee against the, the prevailing circumstances. Uh, I also think that, that communication here is key. Um, uh, if an employer does decide to treat unvaccinated employees differently, it needs to be in a position to explain to the employees why any distancing or discrimination measures are being implemented, being as comprehensive as possible in, all, in order to avoid a dispute. Um, from an evidentiary perspective, uh, record and writing all principles and steps um, taken and, and circulate these for feedback to the employees. Um, mm. you, can, you can also consider arranging a presentation um, to the employees by an independent registered uh, health practitioner um, on the benefits of vaccination. Uh, and then I think lastly, from a, from a liability perspective, um, just bear in mind that if an employer compels or strongly recommends vaccination to each employees uh, and the vaccination results in adverse health reactions uh, to an employee, that employee or, or their dependents who suffer damage, whether it's in the form of finan financial damage, bodily harm or even death um, as a result of the vaccination, um, may have a claim against the employer under the civil codes, civil codes tort action. Um, so with this in mind, um, any vaccination should be preceded uh, by a consent, a consent and waiver form where the employer employee waives its right to claim against the employer uh, for any adverse consequences as a result of the vaccination. I think, yeah, um, I think collectively, yeah. yes, yes, collectively these measures uh, can mitigate the risk, uh, but of course it will still depend on the individual circumstances. Of, of each employee, em, employer and, and, and its resources and what it has in place um, in its employment agreement and, and internal regulations. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with you and and, and unfortunately these waivers uh, need to be put in place by employers, uh, you know, whether they are part of the vaccination program or whether they encourage or whether they help, you know, for instance, I mean, 
some employers in other jurisdictions have helped, you know, employees by, uh, you know, putting at their disposal buses and, and means of transport uh, to go to the vaccination centers. Um, if this is the case in this, we always encourage employers to, uh, you know, put in place, uh, you know, specific documentation by which uh, they could not be held responsible for, you know, the employee's choice to take the vaccine. I think it, and you're right, I mean, it's really, really important. And communication is also key. I totally agree with you. Thank you so much. Um, so maybe um, just the last question, uh, since we still have a few minutes left, um, and, and this is not really related to vaccination, but a question that we get a lot is, uh, okay, if one of my employee gets infected, um, not necessarily at the workplace, but you know, if he's uh, if, he, if he has you know COVID nineteen, um, is the time of absence will be treated as as sick leave or any other leave? There were a bunch of regulations published last year by the Ministry of Labour and Social Wel Welfare um, in two thousand and twenty, which we believe is still in place because it hasn't been repealed or or, or, or replaced. Um, uh, so, so under these regulations, um, it, it provides that an employer will be required to continue to pay the monthly salary to the employee during any period of self-isolation or, uh, or, or, or sick leave as a result of, of, of COVID infection. Um, so in, in effect, an employer will be compelled to remunerate any employee who has contracted uh, COVID and has to stay, stay home. Um, uh, mm. for sick leave um, in the ordinary course. Thank you. Uh, so thank you very much, Sandra, for all this information. I think it was very helpful. Uh, I myself learned a lot of things. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you.